the line for Missouri and Arkansas keeps moving the Tigers' way. But I got to be honest, I don't love the matchup on paper for Missouri. Plus, the Hoops team, another big victory. Is this team even better than we think? Let's talk about this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And hey, just as a quick reminder, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash Locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And you know what? I'm I'm posting this right now. Actually, I should say I'm recording this here about 10 o'clock Wednesday night before Thanksgiving after Missouri just took down Coastal Carolina in a really, really encouraging result, by the way. So I just wanted to give you all some context there. But you know what? In the spirit of Thanksgiving... First of all, I just want to say thank you to all of you so much who are longtime listeners of this podcast or just newer listeners of this podcast who genuinely enjoy this show, my perspective, the occasional guests I bring in here. And by the way, got some good guests lined up for you, one in particular that is frankly my dream guest in terms of basketball. So look forward to that very soon. Again, thank you all so much for being fans of this show, you have no idea how much it means to me. But you know what? With all that out of the way, let's talk some football because Missouri, obviously the battle line rivalry or the Ozark Bowl, as my family likes to call it, Missouri versus Arkansas here in Como. You know, an interesting matchup. Missouri initially over at Bet Online, by the way, our, our sponsors our longtime sponsors over at betonline.net. Initially, the line opened up Arkansas five-point favorites. Well, now just a three-point line. So the smart bettors like in Missouri right now. And to that point, well, a lot of the advanced statistics, believe it or not, this is clearly Eli Drinkwitz's best Missouri team. I know a lot of people are going to scoff at that, but guess what? When you play Georgia, the number one team in the country, really close you lose a couple really close games on the road in the SEC. You beat a South Carolina team convincingly that blows out Tennessee. Well, that kind of cancels out your blowout loss to Tennessee. So statistically, it makes a lot of sense. But my point is, for this Arkansas game, yes, they just blew out Ole Miss, essentially. It ended up 42-27. to Frankly, it really wasn't all that close. Arkansas certainly dominated that football game, although when you look at it, yes, there was at least two long Ole Miss touchdowns that were called back by penalty. Ole Miss ended up with actually 703 total yards in the game, but some of that was on the back of 21 fourth quarter points. Some of that was garbage time, so let's not completely overanalyze it. But the point is, overall, certainly this Arkansas team, hey, Barry Odom's defense, 
Well, it's just okay. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's bad, but I wouldn't say it's good either. However, on the other hand, the Arkansas running game, the Arkansas offense is actually quite good, and that's the thing that Missouri needs to worry about. Specifically, well, KJ Jefferson not only is he a good passer, but he's also a big man who can run the football. Not unlike, by the way, Anthony Richardson against Florida, who hurt Missouri in some really key moments of that football game on scrambles. The point is there, I don't love the matchup as far as, hey, something that has really hurt the Missouri defense consistently, number one, quarterback scrambles, and number two, I would say against Tennessee, well, Hurry up offense. And interestingly, against Ole Miss, who is, of course, probably the foremost hurry up offense team, certainly in the Southeastern Conference, along with the Volunteers, well, Arkansas was not afraid to run hurry up offense against Ole Miss. And by the way, it worked. It really, really worked. Despite the fact that you can maybe, you know, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you can say, well, you know, unfortunately, Lane Kiffin is maybe looking a little bit down yonder toward Auburn for a new football job. So you can make that excuse. You can also make the turnover excuse. You can make the penalties excuse. Hey, we had some long touchdowns called back on penalties. But the bottom line is Arkansas was often running hurry-up offense and running it down Ole Miss's throat to the point where by the end of the by the end of the second quarter, by the end of the first half, the Razorbacks were completely dominating that part of the line of scrimmage. They were basically getting whatever they wanted in the run game. And to me, that's a concern for Missouri because number one, well, I'll tell you this, Ole Miss, like Arkansas, runs a three down front, and that's a much different that's a much different attack that Missouri is probably going to run because Ole Miss, they were running, a lot of times they would have six, seven guys against eight guys in the box for Arkansas. They just simply didn't have enough men to match up in in the box against that run game, against Rocket Sanders and that really impressive Arkansas running game that, of course, involves the quarterback, K.J. Sanders, as well. To me, the difference is Missouri is much more aggressive in terms of putting guys in the box. Now, the problem is for Missouri, we don't know if Chris Abrams drain, at least as of, again, late Wednesday night here as of this recording, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. That's a huge deal because while I think some of Missouri's backups have played well at corner, Abrams drain along with Ennis Rakestraw, that duo, that duo of corners, their ability to man up on the outside has been the secret sauce of this Missouri defense so far. Tennessee exposed the fact that you can pass on Missouri safeties at times, but in terms of corners, if you're going to be able to man up on the outside, commit a lot of guys to the box in the running game, like I think Missouri's probably going to have to against a really good Arkansas running attack, well, that's going to be the difference in the game, if they can really do that. The, my hesitation in terms of picking Missouri to actually win the game is, I don't know if Chris Abrams' drain is going to be there or not. So let's keep watching leading up to the game. Of course, Friday, hey, if Chris is in warm-ups looking good, that's a big deal. But if he's not dressed out, 
Ooh, that's a scary proposition for your Tigers, in my opinion, because that just makes the entire plan defensively change. And to me, Missouri, they're going to have to use their usual plan of playing aggressive man defense, putting guys in the box, daring you to pass it down the field. That's their best chance to win. And if they can't do that, I think they're probably in trouble. And you know what? I want to talk about Barry Odom's strategy for Arkansas, at least according to what I saw against Ole Miss last week. Actually, it's a little bit similar to what Kansas State did to Missouri. So on paper, that's a little bit concerning. So let's talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And yes, you know what? Here's the thing. These days, every potential new hire can be a real gamble. So you want to be as close to 100% that you have the right person. So that's why you have LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're looking for new candidates. So you know what? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you know what? I couldn't help but notice, it's funny, there's a, a an email thread I'm in with a bunch of massive Mizzou fans like myself. We like to give one of our guys, Doug, some crap about the 3-3-5 defense. He thought that was just a, a trash defense that Kansas State was playing. Well, apparently it's been pretty effective from that for, for the Wildcats, but you know what? For the Razorbacks, I, I'd say the r- results have been pretty mediocre so far, and even in a blowout loss to Ole Miss, well... Arkansas ends up giving up again over just a little bit over over 700 yards of total offense and not only that just some really big chunk plays given up in the in the running game as well it seems like the Razorbacks are in particular vulnerable to cutbacks against that three down line type set that they're playing but at the same time it does worry me a little bit in terms of matchup that Missouri again against a a three down line set a team that plays two deep safeties at the same time I think Brady Cook has learned quite a bit since week two against Kansas State I, I really believe that so I also think that Eli Drinkwitz and also Bush Hamden, Hadman, Hamden, Hadman, excuse me, if, if I if I don't know how to correctly pronounce this guy's name. Oh, let me look in my notes. It's Hamden. There we go. H-A-M 
D-A-N. There we go. So Bush Hamden apparently has been calling the plays for the Tigers since the Tennessee game, and there has been some notable changes. Number one, Brady Cook, I think he's been his most effective so far, not only in the passing game, but notably in the running game as well, I think. The sort of jet sweep action when when there's an empty backfield, whether it's a running back or it's Dominic Lovett or it's or it's Luther Burden who's come in motion in a jet sweep, and it seems like Brady Cook has the option of either handing that guy on an outside run or taking it straight up the middle himself. That's been a really really effective play for Missouri the last at least couple weeks, and one that I actually called a a sort of offensive establishing kind of play, a play that you can build an offense around, not only in terms of the running game, of course, play action and building passes around it as well. Because let's face it, having an empty formation, if you're going to run a lot of quick passing plays, a lot of screen plays, horizontal passes that Drinkwood seems to like to run, well, hey, if you're a fan of old Mizzou football, under Gary Pinkle and Dave Yost, we've seen plenty of that be effective in terms of empty formation. So that's something I think to keep looking at if you're a Missouri fan. Oh, and by the way, just a quick project run play segment. Let's analyze the uniforms this week for a second. Missouri going all black, black helmets, black tops, black pants, which is a look I'm always fond of, but going a little bit different. The Tiger script, the gold Tiger script on the black helmets with gold face masks, by the way, a couple subtle changes there. And as I've said before, I just, I can go with one subtle change, one, one thing a little bit new, whether it's a gold face mask or a different top or a different logo on the helmet. But when it's like, I don't know, five different things at once, it's hard for this old man to totally process it. So in that spirit, I actually really like this uniform combination. I think it's pretty cool. And certainly when we have NCAA football officially coming back in video game form reportedly in the summer of 2024, well, that's certainly going to be a fun thing to mess around with. But I'll tell you, you know what, let's let's transition to basketball here because another really exciting result here for Missouri, a big-time blowout against a pretty good Coastal Carolina team and one that a lot of Missouri beat writers thought that would give the Tigers a bit of a problem because of one player in particular who was one of the leading rebounders in the country. But it turns out Missouri just flipped it on Coastal Carolina. They had the problem with us. You see, they thought, oh, my goodness, you're a bad rebounding team. You're a ostensibly small team, or you're going to have to match up with our big guy who's going to get all the rebounds. Well, the problem is, uh, hey, y'all have to match up with our guys too. Your big guy's going to have to guard in this five-out offense against Kobe Brown, against Noah Carter, against Aiden Shaw, against guys that are comfortable being out beyond the three-point line offensively. And I'll just tell you as a guy, again, nobody wants to hear about my high school basketball career, but my strength was defensively, hey, hang around in the lane and guarding the paint. And I was really effective at that. But if you got me outside of the paint and asked me to guard 
players who could take me off the dribble 25 feet away from the basket. Well, that wasn't my strength, to say the least. So that would have been a huge challenge for a player like me. And I think you saw that tonight. And I, I just thought that Missouri winning the game that easily, easily running past the projections already still at this point in the season, running past the projections, just a really impressive result for the Tigers. So you know what? Let's talk more about the Missouri basketball game tonight. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, where, again, as I said before, Missouri against Arkansas, it's a three-point ball game. And that's really interesting to me that, again, the numbers, that tells you that actually this season has been, like I've been saying to you, it's been better than you think. I know it's been disappointing that we've had a lot of close losses, a lot of frustrating losses, but this is Eli Drinkwitz's best team. It just is on paper. But at the same time, you know what? Let's stay away from that line today. Let's also stay away from that 55-and-a-half-point total. I'm just not super confident, especially if I don't know Chris Abrams' drain status. Let's just stay away from all that this week. We've won money on Missouri. Let's not get greedy in the last week of the season. But regardless of what you're into, football, basketball, of course, soccer is a big thing right now. Regardless of what it is, you got to check it out. All your wagering needs at Bet Online, where the game starts. Boy, it's really hard not to be happy for Kobe Brown right now, a guy who is a true son in terms of sticking it out with the Tigers no matter what, it sure seems, his fourth year. You don't have that many four-year seniors these days, but Kobe Brown is certainly one of them, and boy, he's off to a fantastic start this season offensively, along with, by the way, Many of his other teammates, stunningly, just in terms of offensive rating. This is an overall, how effective are you at getting the ball in the basket? I'm not going to get deeply into how this has turned out here in audio form. But to put it this way, Missouri has guys that are in the top 127, five of them. Five guys, again, in the top 127 in the nation, that means you're in the top 5% because there are 2,300 2, who are actually eligible for this. So what does that mean? That means that Des Moines Hodge, Kobe Brown, Nick Honor, Noah Carter, and Trey Gomillion have been among the 5% most effective offensive players in the country so far. That's an entire starting lineup of players. And by the way, Aiden Shaw also in the top 15% in this category. Although, yes, he's taken just 16% per 16 shots. Excuse me, it's been a long day here, as you can tell. He's taken just 16 shots so far this year. So obviously, there's lots of noise statistically and regression potentially here. And obviously, Mizzou has played an intentionally weak basketball schedule so far this year but I'm just telling you the longer this success offensively goes on the more it seems like it's not a coincidence especially against a relatively solid team like the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers tonight 
Missouri was projected to win by about 14 points, 15 points, something like that, I believe was the line at betonline.net tonight. Well, they obviously easily covered that. That's what good teams do, by the way. They smash teams that they're supposed to beat. They don't just beat them, they smash them. And regardless, frankly, regardless of how good you think this team is going to be, and how good it ends up being, this is a stunning turnaround offensively, especially with so many new faces. For all intents and purposes, yeah, Ronnie DeGray got in the ball game tonight. Caleb Brown got in the ball game tonight. Those guys are bit players. For all intents and purposes, Kobe Brown is the only returner here. These are essentially all new guys and a, a lot of transfers and a true freshman and Aiden Shaw is playing a bunch of important minutes so far. And by the way, Isaiah Mosley seems like we're trying, we're, we're just now starting to figure out a role for him. And again, as much as I've talked about how Isaiah needs to try to fit into what Missouri is doing. Well, I think Dennis Gates has to kind of figure out what Isaiah does best too and how it's it's a balance is what I'm trying to say it's not just about Isaiah trying to fit in you know what Dennis Gates has to try to figure out what Isaiah does best a little bit too and I think over the last few games you've seen him you know just loosen up the reins just a tiny bit if you will and, and and just let him run a little bit more free and I think the results have been Really, really encouraging so far. And by the way, again, those five guys that I mentioned, Hodge, Brown, Honor, Carter, and Go Million, those five guys who are all in the top 5% percentile of offensive rating right now, all five are seniors as well. And despite the fact that Missouri doesn't have a lot of continuity together over the years, just having that kind of experience at this level certainly means a lot. And I think all of this portends well to the future for this Missouri basketball team. So I'm really excited to keep watching this team, and I hope you're getting there too. It seemed like while the student turnout was about what you'd expected, hey, everybody's on, on Thanksgiving break. I totally get it. I was impressed with the townies tonight. A good good turnout by the locals tonight, so good to see all of you and my fellow townies and Como people out there. But you know what? Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and a happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I'm sure some of you, and many of you, in fact, are going to be listening to this on Thanksgiving. You might be traveling. A special thanks to all of you. If you're trying to, you know what, make your travels a little bit easier by listening to my voice, I, I really appreciate that. That's That makes me smile. It really does. So thank you so much. And thank you for making Locked On Mizzou, as always, your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. That podcast features the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get, of course, finer podcasts. So, until after the Missouri-Arkansas game, I'm John Miller, and I'll see you then, right here on Locked on Mizzou.